Welcome to Nancy Wilson's Femina Podcast. This audio is brought to you by Canon Press. For more books and audio from Nancy, please visit us at canonpress.com. Well, hello. Welcome to the Femina Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson, and this is podcast number one. And I will tell you, since this is the first time I'm doing this, what I'm planning to do. I'm so glad you're joining me today. I just thought I would take a few minutes and spend some time talking about basic Christian living for women. So some days I will be addressing perhaps grandmas and other days unmarried women. And most of the time I hope to be addressing all Christian women with just short little chats about practical Christian living and how we can do what the Bible says and grow and be encouraged. So that's my goal. I've got my coffee. I hope you have some. Let's just get started. So I thought today I would start with something really basic and something that I get a lot of questions about from time to time. And that is, what is a gentle and quiet spirit anyway? I think a lot of women get confused by the quiet part. They think they have to be verbally quiet, like they have to have a quiet personality, or they have to be sort of shy and withdrawn. And so, no, that isn't really what I think Peter is getting at here. He's talking about something else entirely. So let's just look at the text in 1 Peter 3 and just walk through it and I hope it will be a blessing to you. So Peter says, Do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. All right, let's just pause there. He says, do not let. Don't let. Don't allow yourself to be too focused on the outside. Don't let this happen, ladies, because If we just go with the force of gravity the way we are, we spend a lot of time on the externals. And I do believe we should dress, you know, to make other people feel comfortable, that we should glorify God in how we dress, of course. We shouldn't be slobs, etc. But he says, don't let it merely be outward. And I think the uh, New King James adds that word merely just um, it's in italics it just to make us understand it's not a it's not a law against like don't adorn yourselves but it is a focus rather don't let it merely be outward like we're spending a lot of time on the outward he has something else in mind for us so let's take a look at what that is in verse four so do not let your adornment be merely outward verse four rather Let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. All right, so we have this, don't do this, but rather do that. Don't let this, rather let it be this. So he's steering us away from one thing and trying to get us to look a different direction. We easily look at the external. We look in the mirror. We work on our faces and our hair and our clothes and jewelry, etc. And our focus is there. And he says, 
don't let it be merely there. Let's turn and look somewhere else. But let it be the hidden person. Okay, so obviously the externals are all highly visible, but he wants us to work on something that's hidden. And you know, as women, we want, we want everyone's good opinion of us. I haven't met anybody yet, any woman yet, who likes it when people don't like her. <laughs> I mean, we're not very good at, you know, not minding when people criticize us and don't like us. You know, we, we tend to be, not all of us, and to different degrees, but people pleasers. And he wants us to be God pleasers. That's where we want to put the weight of all of our thoughts and our actions that we're focused, we're pushing and pointing in a different direction. So, all right, rather let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. All right, so we know that this gentle, quiet spirit is hidden, and we know it's in the heart, so it's internal work. It's not external. We also know that it's incorruptible. So it's not going to get old. It's not going to fade. Unlike external beauty, which we know fades, this beauty is incorruptible. And it is beauty. After all, it's truly, it's called beauty here. It's not going to change. It's always going to be beautiful. And it is this gentle and quiet spirit. And I'm going to talk about what that looks like in just a second. But note first, it's very precious in the sight of God. And I love the juxtaposition here because it's a hidden person of the heart, and yet God sees it. It's precious in the sight of God. He sees it. We can feel it, right? We can feel how we're doing on the inside. But others can't see it. But God sees it. Other people may not see as you are resisting an internal temptation to do something. And you're, you're silently calling on God to help you through something. They may not see that. But it's not hidden to God. And this gentle, quiet spirit is something that's so precious to him. And notice, it's very precious. So a precious stone, obviously, is something that is rare. It is beautiful, or it wouldn't be worth anything. And so this is a gem, an internal gem that is very valuable to God. And so all the more reason for us to be motivated to understand what it is, and then to cultivate it and ask God to increase it. Make it more beautiful, that it would be, we'd be gaining ground, that we'd be growing in beauty, because we do see how the external beauty fades. And so we want to trust God that He sees inside, internally, that beauty is growing and getting more and more precious to Him. So, what is this gentle, quiet spirit? Well, first of all, remember it's a spirit, so it's internal. It's hidden to everyone except for God. It's, it's renewed because as we're in Christ and, and we, our minds are being renewed, our hearts are being renewed, it's growing. And note, it's an ornament. It is something lovely and it's beautiful. It's soul beauty. And I would just say a gentle spirit is a spirit that is serene. 
It's like a tame animal, a tame animal you can approach. And so a woman with a gentle spirit can be approached. If you approach a woman with a gentle spirit, she won't bite your head off. She won't uh, react. She is gentle. She's tame. She's patient, serene, mild. She's not violent or harsh or rough, all right? So gentle, not flustered. And it's quiet. And that doesn't mean silent. Just think of how sad it would be if we weren't allowed to speak to one another. No, but it, is, it does imply a certain reverence and calmness. It certainly isn't noisy or easily worked up, easily excited, or just pushing itself forward. It's a, it's a peaceful, restful spirit, a peaceful, restful spirit. And I have to say, it's probably tied in with contentment, but it's resting in God. I've often thought the best way to picture this is like a really calm morning when you're looking out at a lake, a small lake that is just like glass. It is not ruffled by externals. There's not, and in this case, if you're looking at a lake, the wind's not blowing. I mean, it's just beautiful. And that's the kind of spirit I want to have. That's the kind of spirit we all want to have. It is no fun having a spirit that has white caps, that is turbulent, that it's all, you know, roughed up. Uh, when our spirits are roughed up, when our spirits are turbulent, we have no peace. We have no joy. We're just so distracted by cares and anxieties and troubles and fears. And so it is like a really rough lake, and no one wants to go out on that lake at a time like that. So a gentle, quiet spirit is one that is at peace. All right, let's look at verses 5 and 6. For in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. All right, so we have just in these three verses, four verses, three, four, five, and six, we see we're not to be focused on our external beauty, but we're to be thinking about this hidden beauty within that's so important to God that he sees, and we're to imitate those Old Testament women, those holy women who trusted God like Sarah. And so we see the key here is trusting God. That's the bedrock. If we're going to have a gentle, quiet spirit, there is this bedrock of trust in God. And that's how these older women, these holy women, used to adorn themselves, is with a gentle, quiet spirit. And this is, this is how we learn the older women teaching the younger women, even here, pointing to Sarah, saying, go read about Sarah. Look her up in the Old Testament. Get to know Sarah and the other holy women who trusted God. And be inspired by how they lived. And so... One of the noteworthy things about Sarah was she was submissive to her own husband, her own husband, because that's what God commanded wives to do, is to submit to their own husbands. And so we cannot have a gentle, quiet spirit if we're not obeying God. You know, and, and the command for wives to submit to their husbands 
it's not coming from the husbands. It's coming from God. So when we're submitting to our own husbands, we're submitting to God and we're trusting him. And this gives us peace. This is one of the ways that we have a gentle, quiet spirit. And then it says, whose daughters you are. So if we want to be Sarah's daughters, we would like to be Sarah's daughters, right? We would like to be known as women who trusted God, who adorned themselves with gentle, quiet spirits. It says we are those daughters if, there's a big if here, ladies, <laughs> of course, if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. All right. Terror, fear, distracts us. We are to keep our eye on what it is God's called us to do. It says, we are her daughters, if you, if, or whose daughters you are, if you do good. Well, what kind of good? Well, we're to walk in the good works that God has prepared in advance for us to walk in. If we are doing good, if we're trusting God and doing good, doing the good things he's called us to do today, this is going to give us a gentle, quiet spirit because we're focused on him, on what he's laid out before us. We're walking by faith in him and doing it and are not afraid with any terror. Fear is the thing that disrupts the gentle, quiet spirit more than anything I know. Fear, I guess we could say fear and disobedience because it's not trusting God and it's not obeying God. So think about what things disrupt your peace. What are your fears? What are your anxieties? What are your worries? The best way to start to attain to this beautiful, gentle, quiet spirit is to confess those fears to God, to give each and every one to Him, to ask Him to give you the faith to trust Him for each of those things, and then not allowing fear to come in. I think, and I'd, I'd have to double check, but I think it was the NIV that says, and and do not give way to fear. And that's such a great way to look at it because I see fear as coming and banging on your front door. Don't give way to it. Ignore it, in other words. Don't open the door. If you think you can open the door and then have an argument with fear, you will lose. Do not engage with fear. Don't have a conversation with fear. The best way to Deal with fear is to ignore it. And that is like I said, someone banging on your door and you see who it is. It's like, I'm not letting you in. And you just ignore it and go the other end of the house and do good. Do your good works that God's given you to do today. Don't invite fear in to sit down and have an argument about it. Absolutely not. Ignore fear. It's kind of like with your children, those of you who are moms. If one of the little kids is saying, Susie's making ugly faces at me. And so what do you do? Well, you tell Susie to knock it off, but you also say to the other child, don't look at that person. You know, just ignore her, right? Or just walk away. Don't be troubled by it. So that's what we have to do. And it's a kind of a funny example, but I think fear often is like that. It's looking in the window, making ugly faces at us. And we just turn and ignore and move on. And we don't listen to all the what if questions. I've I've said this many times, but tune in to the soundtrack that you're listening to throughout the day. Are you listening to worries? Are you listening to grumbles? Are you listening to complaints, grievances? Are you keeping a record of wrongs? I mean, there's just so many ways 
we can be filling our mind with all the wrong things. Fear is one of those wrong things we can just be distracted by. Well, what if this happens? Well, what if that happens? Any question that starts with what if ought to be ignored. Change the subject, sing a hymn, make your grocery list, do anything except give way to what if questions because what if questions are fear builders, are worry builders, are anxiety builders, and we, we don't want those. And anxiety and fear is so antithetical to this beautiful, gentle, and quiet spirit because anxiety and fear are like taking ugly pills. It's not pretty. And in contrast, trusting God, obeying God, believing Him, and cultivating a gentle and quiet spirit It's not only precious in God's sight, it's beautiful. And that's the kind of beauty we want to cultivate. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope you'll join me next time. Have a great day.